Fuck yes. Welcome back to the night. As always, it's Jonathan Hardesty, Samantha Garrison, and Emily Blake. Hey. Uh, this week we have a special guest, Gabriel Figueroa. Hey. I was going to let Emily introduce you because she's the reason you're here, but I'm greedy and I like introducing people. Hi, Gabriel. Hi. Uh, Gabriel- you should get a job doing that, like being an introductory person. You're about as good with words well, as I am. Well, <laughs> you could be the Oscar host. We well, don't you know have what? One. Oh, yeah. That'd a be week good. out of caffeine with no caffeine will do a lot to you. That, that's it bodes that's well fair. for yeah. this podcast. <laughs> well, I have plenty of caffeine and I have another one over there ready to go. <laughs> um, Gabriel, do you have anything to uh, plug to introduce yourself today or no? Not not at all. I'm just uh, I'm a trailer editor. But okay. That really is just my main job. And no, I, I am not uh, moonlining in any other type of profession that the the hbo trailers the ones that are like what's coming up on hbo this is the greatest showman or whatever he did he did those okay is is there anyone that you're particularly proud of uh i mean it's always the ones that never see the light of day of course it's always your your favorite cuts that get killed by the client the hbo ones have been have been pretty good i actually have an upcoming trailer that'll probably be dropping in the next couple weeks for vincent denorfio's directorial debut maybe it's, oh, okay. a, it's a western not necessarily about but revol- revolving around billy the kid oh cool and chris pratt ethan hawk yeah oh, ethan hawk and chris pratt guest stars in it and and the kid who played the green goblin in the andrew garfield movies plays billy oh, the kid DeHaan. i love yeah DeHaan. i always get his name wrong so i'm pretty happy with that cut and it yeah. should be dropping it should be dropping in the next week or two. Oh, cool cool um then with that let's uh let's get started the where have you been doing i can go first i got ridiculously depressed this week when i watched jim and andy uh has anybody else watched jim and andy it is the documentary about the making of man on the moon where jim carrey basically thought he was andy kaufman for the course of like three months and was horrible to people on set because he was trying to be andy kaufman and figured what would andy kaufman be like if they're making a movie about andy kaufman and we got that and it was good until they get to the part where Andy Kaufman dies and they don't explicitly say this but I think Jim Carrey kind of had an existential crisis because he thought he was Andy Kaufman and Andy Kaufman was dying I think Jim Carrey thought he was dying and like he talks about it and it's like he's like essentially broken by the end of the movie I'm like this is horrifying this is why method acting is a bad idea and it's an incredibly well-made documentary. The only reason I watched it beyond I, I Like Man on the Moon was because it's the same guys who did the Fire documentary that just came out on Netflix. Oh. And I heard that was really good. And I'm like, well, I want to see what they made before this. So I wanted to watch Jim and Andy. And it's a very good movie, but man, I was depressed by the end of it. Because they try to have some like positive stuff in there, but it's still just like, oh, now I'm sad <clears throat> that Andy Kaufman died. And I'm sad that Jim Carrey basically killed himself to play him. Like None of this seems like it was worth it. Method acting. Yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, I don't think I would ever want to do that. I, I, I don't know. I think it's worth watching if you are if you're interested in Andy Kaufman or Jim Carrey or why Jim Carrey is so weird now compared to how he was just normal weird then. This will explain it. Hmm. Uh, John, what about you? Uh, so through audiobook, I listened to uh, the one of the Witcher books in the Witcher series. Uh, the second one is a collection of short stories. It's called The Spear of Destiny, and uh, it's kind of the lead up to their the the big saga the stuff that uh, Witcher three is based off of the game and uh, yeah I'm enjoying it uh, it's kind of fun how they blend the fantasy creatures in there but they also like make uh, some digs to like 
little Red Riding Hood and like, other, like all these fables that just kind of weave their way in there and like this like and they make commentary on it sometimes. It's kind of an interesting thing I wasn't expecting from com- coming from the game, which doesn't have really that kind of thing to hear. And it was a, it's a fun book. I've heard they're fun books, but I also heard they're very dry. Yes, I started with the short story. I, I didn't start with the short stories. I started with the one in the saga. Yeah. And the, fir- the whole first prologue and cha- first chapter was like a bunch of people talking politics of the land. And I bounced so hard. So <laughs> I think the audiobook will be a little bit better because I have no choice. But sure, to listen yeah. to it in the car, I could just, I guess, jump out of the car. But we'll it's see how it goes. extreme reaction when you can just hit the power button. But whatever works. <laughs> All extremes, yep. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh, Sam, what about you? I have been watching Shit's Creek, <laughs> which I thought was going to be really dumb. Because the advertisements all make it look, the advertisements all make it look really dumb, and it's called Shit's Creek, and it's actually really heartwarming and really good. It kind of reminded me of Santa Clarita Diet, where like it's this wacky sitcom, but in the middle there's like this really, f- like this family that's actually like they're they're dysfunctional, but they like each other, and no one's like a dumb stereotype, which is nice. Um, yeah, so that's cool. I don't know. It's good. Check it out. It's I've, not I've as dumb as you think yeah. it is. <laughs> uh, Emily, what about you? I uh, I have a I have a pitch for a horror movie next week, and as you may know, I don't really watch horror movies. So, uh, but the 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 idea that they sent me really sparked something. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." Um, and it's not super gory. So uh, I so I have spent the last week watching horror movies like nonstop. I have seen Fun. ten horror movies this week. Sounds amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a good week. It's a good week. I'll talk about, you know, I, I'm going to split it up this week and next week. Uh, but one of the ones I watched, I finally watched The Witch, guys. I finally yeah. watched it. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of both right. Because uh, <laughs> there, was, there was naked dancing. That's, that is accurate. There was levitation, which I appreciated. Um, there was a goat. Yes. You know? There was a goat. There was a, like a singing goat. Um, there was a whispering goat. I guess the kids were singing. The goat was whispering. Um, either way, there was a lot to enjoy. But it was also really depressing and dark and like, yeah. yeah. But it had the happiest ending. Uh, Hashtag (laughs) Team Satan. Child, a lot of child death. (laughs) Those Uh, children were creepy. Spoiler. Well, not all of them were creepy. Um, (laughs) Anna Taylor Joy wasn't creepy. She was just kind of nice. Yeah, and she got the happy ending. She she did not. Did did she? I would just be like, I don't, uh, can I just have the superpowers, but not write my name down? Yeah. Is that, is that like a, can we make a secondary deal? Here? Like, can I sign this Daffy Duck? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe just, I'll sign it later. Yeah. I'll sign it later. Just give me superpowers now. Yeah. And can, I then, a, can I have a trial period of the same? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I need a free trial. Well, yeah. I, wa- I watched a lot of movies, but that one was interesting. I also watched, uh, what did I watch? Woman in Black. I watched uh, The oh. Purge, which there's some debate about it being a horror movie, but I feel like it had a lot of horror elements. I quite enjoyed it. It was the just first a one is great movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, the sequels are even better. Oh, I'm looking forward to watching the sequels. I love the second one. <laughs> the second one's fun. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Really like it's dumb one. as hell, but it's yeah. a lot of fun. Well, that's on my list because yeah. I've got a whole other week, almost a week to go to for just inundate myself with more horror movies. And I'm just taking notes on like what part is what is scary and what is not scary. Right. Um, so that's been fun. Also, the the strangers. Uh, the strangers really. People always ask me if being a script supervisor takes me out of movies, and it usually doesn't. Like I'll notice something and I'll keep going. The strangers, it ruined it because there's a clock on the wall, and if there's a clock on the wall, I will see it, um, <laughs> and I will know what time it is. Um, and there's a clock on the wall in one scene, and then they go outside and do a bunch of stuff, and then they come back into the same room, and the clock has the same time on it, 
And the whole rest of the movie, they were really good about the clock. But in that one scene, the clock didn't move. They for- they forgot to change the time. And once I saw it, it was broken. The spell was broken. <laughs> so the whole rest of the movie was not even remotely scary to me because I was just like, you forgot to change the time of the clock. And I'm sorry, I realize that's a really mean thing to say to the prop department. But um, it, it just did it. It just did it. Like, <laughs> I can see that. that. So I, I didn't mean to talk about a million movies right there. It's- but I just, I saw a million movies. Or, or 10. I saw yeah, 10. So, you saw 10. That's close. So you can just do the next five Round next week. <laughs> close <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> uh, last but not least. All right. So actually, I have a very guilty pleasure. I'm not very apologi- uh, unapologetic about it. I love The Good Wife, and I'm actually in season six right now. Nice. Uh, but that's not what I'll plug. I actually, <laughs> in, in today's theme, uh, I just recently saw Netflix's uh, To All the Boys I've Ever Loved Before. Oh, okay. Aww. Which actually happened to come around, I think, a couple of weeks around Crazy Rich Asians. And I just only recently saw it. And I'm not, of course, the audience for romantic comedies. We'll get into Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> but about the Netflix one, I genuinely loved it. I thought it was so earnest and unpretentious. And like I, I, the casting was great because a lot of these kids actually look like high school kids. Yeah. Whereas like a, a lot of other high school movies, they don't. Uh, and I just love the premise. It was very fun and, and charming and it had a lot of pop. And it just had, and it had the teenage angst and insecurities without getting heavy handed about it. So yeah, really liked it. That's on our, uh, that's on our schedule coming up in the upcoming months. Oh. It did I... get bumped from the week that it was going to be, but it will eventually be on our schedule i love that movie and they're making a sequel (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah they are (laughs) i will see it at some point for this show but i have not yet uh i think it's time to get started talking about some crazy rich asians yeah yeah sure yeah Yeah. um so crazy rich asians came out uh earlier this year and it did fucking gangbusters and uh did gangbusters pretty much everywhere did pretty good reviews Made a shitload of money that I can't look up because our new location does not have internet, um, or at least not good internet. Uh, so before we do anything else, I think we should do a 30-second breakdown. Breakdown? Breakdown? Sure. Gabriel, are you confident in your ability to break down the entirety of oh, Crazy Rich Asians in 30 seconds? I am going to I am gonna improvise this. <laughs> that's it. That's I didn't prepare. Perfect. I, I like it when people are honest about not preparing, and they don't just, you know, like practice it the whole night before and come in and just like rattle <laughs> off in five seconds that's not fun for us i like to see people succeed that's how i did it i i definitely prepared i had yeah. it memorized both times a lot of people do yeah. and then a lot of people don't and those are the funny ones yeah mm. all right we ready to go i'm ready all right crazy rich isn't in i can't say that fast 30 seconds here we go 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 rachel uh whatever her name is is played by <laughs> constant Wu. is an economics professor at nyu of game theory and she has been dating this dude for a year who has, for, for some reason, not mentioned that he happens to be super wealthy, part of, like, Singapore's oligarchs. And then he's like, hey, let's go home. And she's like, okay, cool. And then they're flying in first class. And it's like, oh, my God, this is like the beginning of a serial killer movie. And then she has to go over there and meet her family. And her mother is a total... <laughs> and that's your 30 seconds. <laughs> You made it uh, 10 minutes into the movie, I think. Yeah. That's pretty good for a two-hour movie. Yeah. It was a complete failure for a breakdown, but, yeah. you know, it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can totally tell I've done this before. <laughs> well, we appreciate the effort. Um, I should have rehearsed. Nah, this is better. <laughs> it's so much better when they don't. Yeah. Um, okay, so Crazy Rich Asians was a movie uh, that just did not grab me. Like, this was just not a movie for me. 
Um, I'm not a rom-com person. I'm not usually just a romantic movie in general person. Like, it's kind of a tough sale. And if it wasn't for Sam telling me over and over and over that I need to see it, I don't think I ever would have or even put it on this show. So I honestly think the better person to lead today, or at least most of the discussion today, would be Sam, although I did not tell her that would be the case. So she might say no to that. Ambushed. Um, Actually... I will say, watching it last night, a few months removed from like the the joy of seeing it in the theater, it's based on a really popular book series by right. Kevin Kwan, and I read the books like they kind of went like wildfire around our office because one girl had the Kindle files and sent them all to us. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so we were all obsessed. Like all my coworkers, we made a night. We went out for Malaysian food. Like had the Hainan chicken rice because the book is just like food porn. And watching it last night, especially because Will was watching it with me, like peripherally, I realized it was a movie made for book people. Sure. I like can see made that. for fans of the book. Yeah. Because, like, all the stuff that you're talking about in the breakdown where it seems like a serial killer movie is, like, better explained <laughs> in the book. Because Singapore's oligarchs are, like, notoriously private and cheap. So they don't flaunt their money, they think it's really tacky. And whatever. So it was really interesting watching it because I saw it like, and also the editing wasn't very good. So it was like, huh, <laughs> this movie was great for me because I love rom-coms. There hadn't been any for a while. I love lifestyle porn. And it was based on a book that I think, like the book series is so freaking good. And yeah, so that was interesting. It's, I don't know. It was really interesting watching it again because I totally understand why someone who hasn't read the books or isn't into the genre would not be grabbed by it at all. Well, yeah, that's the, it's like, I can't tell you the amount of rom-coms I've seen in theaters. I think I could count on one hand and I won't even use all my fingers. Uh, like it's just not a genre that's done anything for me and I can watch them and appreciate them. Like I did this one. Like I think this was a very well-made rom-com. Especially uh, at sixty million dollars, portraying stuff that's like so far out of that yeah, range, it, like that's impressive. and I, I, I thought the the style of, of it was really fun. Like I thought all of it like worked really well. But when it came down to it, I'm like, but this is still kind of hitting every rom com trope. So the stuff that I'm able to like to predict in rom coms, not that predicting rom coms is a bad thing. That's kind of what you're sitting down for. Uh, but since I was able to, it's kind of like. Okay, so I know what this movie is. And I can enjoy it for what it was, but I just kind of sat there and just kind of let the movie happen. I mean, it, the climax is the airport. Yeah. You know? <laughs> such, no, not even just the airplane. Yeah. Like they're the, on yeah. the plane. It's, yeah. such a, it's such a rom-com cliche. Yeah, it's the same ending as Wedding Singer. Like yeah. it's just. I like, was thinking a lot about Wedding but Singer, but the Wedding yeah. Singer is also a legitimately great film. Yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> Nobody talks to Billy that way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't disagree like, with you. I, I guess it's like one of those things where like I buy into the genre in a yeah. way that I don't probably any other genre, just because I love sitting down for a movie that I know will be non-violent and women will actually get to talk. Yeah, sure. I, I overall I really enjoyed Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. It has some issues. It has some problems that we'll talk about. Yeah. But uh, but overall, I just you know it was a sweet story. It was very much about you know mother daughter, mother in law I guess relation mother son all the all the parental parents. relationship parents, parents. Yeah. yeah but but specifically female parents because um, dads just didn't enter in the picture which I found interesting sequel um, yeah. yeah he's uh, still he's not like his dad lives in Australia and just never really comes around in the yeah. books oh. it's like oh. a joke when he does interesting so, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I assume I, that was something like later she has to prove herself now to the dad like yeah, that's yeah. why I thought that was yeah. no he's a very nice man and likes her but right he does away. show oh. up in the later books <laughs> yeah okay and then there's obviously her dad which is like yeah. a cool mystery uh, that they laid yeah. out. Yeah. 
Okay. But I, but I liked the whole... I get it now. I get I get the appeal. Like, yeah. sure. But I like the whole def- trying to sort of define what it means to be a wife, what it means to be a mother, what it means, you know, um, her defini- definition. Ver- you know, I've had an interesting discussion about Americans, you know, all seeking happiness. But I, although I do wonder, because, you know, this is not, a this movie is meant for an American audience, not an Asian audience. So I wondered how much that would play out in reality, like that discussion. But, but it was still really interesting um, sort of looking at the definition of all of that and, and and how different characters respond in different ways. I I appreciated that. It's it's all in all, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I I did too. And it's not something I think I'll ever rush back to, but it's not something I would turn off if I came upon it. I would. <laughs> so what didn't you like yeah. about the movie? When when we when how we much booked... time do we have? Yeah. <laughs> well, give me give me a bullet point. Like what's like if you had to say I hate Crazy Rich Asians because what would it be? Well, my first issue with it is I actually don't think it's a very funny movie. There there like if you ask me. I mean, is are there any laugh out loud moments in it? Aquafina makes me laugh, Aquafina. but I, I, that, Aquafina that, steals every scene. Yeah, but again, is there like a like identifiable does laugh? There, does there have to be? Well, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, so but then I mean, the comedy I'm, plays. I'm thinking a big... like a million romantic comedies I've seen where I didn't go. <laughs> I you think know. of romantic comedies in the same way that like the witch well like romantic comedies are funny in the same way the witch is scary like there's no jump scares mm-hmm. okay. but there's a feeling mm-hmm. and like I think romantic comedies are kind of like soda pop where you just have this consistent bubbles you know I mean, maybe maybe the more accurate way to refer to the genre would be like romantic silly because I mean there's kind of a silliness to it that is kind of fun and a little bit more mirthy than like laugh out loud or slapstick yeah. Yeah, i mean there's even some slapstick in there so you could yeah. throw that in I, uh, I think yeah the expectation of comedy strict comedy on romantic comedy seems well i think we've cha- sort of changed the definition of comedy i mean yeah. in shakespeare's era a comedy simply meant a story with a happy ending yeah. that countered a comedy it didn't necessarily need to make you laugh so maybe this i didn't is know that. that yeah yeah I mean, that's the difference between comedies and tragedies that comedies have a happy ending so, I mean, when you look at it from that definition, yeah, it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, I don't think it wasn't not funny. Like, I don't think, uh, I, I can't remember any, like, specific, like, oh, that's the scene you got to watch because that's the funny scene. Bok, bok, uh, bitch. Bok, bok. I like yeah. the montage with the dresses. Yeah, oh, the, I love a good montage. Yeah. It had a good montage. Especially like, 80s music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this was a very much rom-com montage. Also, Cousin Oliver is... Just the dream. He's great. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like there, there's plenty of things that made me chuckle. Like there might not have been like a scene that I went to, but like I think the, the majority of the movie, with the exception of um, I'm forgetting her name now, the the friend whose uh, husband is cheating on her. Astrid. Um, Astrid. Astrid. Astrid, yeah. With the exception of Astrid. played by Gamma Chan. Yeah, who yeah. plays me on humans, which is oh. so good. Um, but with oh. the exception of Astrid, like most of the movie is very pleasant. So like it, it just kind of while not being laugh out loud funny it's still just kind of enjoyable to be there so now that you bring up astrid then here's another issue okay uh if you take out the scenes with astrid and her husband michael do you miss him oh no not at all they're not doing anything for the plot they're setting up sequels yeah yeah Yeah. they're yeah they're the benedict cumberbatch showing up in thor 3 like yeah Yeah. (laughs) so so then then that's also a problem like, okay, like Adam's family, I saw it recently, and it has a couple of like non secular scenes. Sure. But are hilarious. Yeah. Like, they bring down, like, those are the scenes that you remember most of the time. And then that's one of the issues I have with Crazy Rich Asians. You have these subplots that actually have nothing to do with the main plot, that you can literally cut them out of the movie. And, and you feel that way about Ronnie Chang, which I feel sad it, I, because exactly. I love Ronnie Chang so yeah. much. Yeah. I, I actually, most of the family members, they're just 
like again, they're there as to be side gags. But they're not even great side gags. Well, I'm not sure if they're side gags or if they're just more. Uh, it's just more fodder from the book. Like this. No, it's kind of like what Sam said earlier. This was very much made for fans of the book, which is. Fine, but I'm I'm always on the side of when you adapt a book, you adapt it. You yeah. don't just recreate it. Because I think when you recreate books and movies, I feel like you lose something in filmmaking. So you should focus more on the movie than you did on the book. So I did agree. you need the other storyline of the divorce? No, not what for I, this movie. Well, and you what I think was interesting about this, though, is it's franchise building. Like, we live yeah. in an age where everybody wants a universe. You need one, And I apparently. think we don't get as bothered by that in Marvel movies. And yeah. I think this is the first time we've seen a rom-com attempt to build a franchise. Mm. And I think, like, people Bridget that read Jones the books... Diaries. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the yeah. only one that I was going to say would be... It's not technically a rom... It's not a rom-com. It's a fucking guy-com or whatever you want to call them. But Knocked Up did that, too, because they had that, and then they, had, they spun off to This Is 40. Yeah. But that's more of a spin-off than, like, a universe. But, like, yeah. even when it happened, the main reason they said it worked was because the Avengers had started it. And if they if the Avengers hadn't been there, they couldn't have made This Is 40 because they couldn't prove that it worked. And I think yeah. now we're just seeing it more and more in movies. And you might be right. This might be yeah. the first time we've actually seen it in and a And, I mean, rom-com. it's also a Warner Brothers movie, so they may fail at building this franchise. It's Warner Brothers doesn't <laughs> fail at things. What are you talking about? No, but, like, I think that's what was interesting is it's it's different in that sense that it is, like, trying to build a franchise. Yeah. But I don't disagree. Like, Astrid is my favorite character, but – and Gemma Chan is beautiful. It's like, gorgeous. I'm never going to yeah. complain about looking at her in fine clothes. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just her story is also so much more complicated in the books. And so watering that down was it like she well, definitely got short shrift. And it does feel different from the movie in that oh, way. Yeah. Oh. And like even more so than other things that are a lot more. There's, there's still serious things between the, the A plot. But this yeah. is kind of like. Well, and this, she doesn't meet her future love interest until a credit sequence. And which like, I only noticed on the second viewing. Yeah. I missed it like, on the on How the, are you not going to have someone as charming as Harry Shum Jr. appear a little bit earlier, like he's so cute. <laughs> I didn't even know this was supposed to be a future love interest. I was so kind of just like, oh, this movie's over now. That when that happened, I was just kind of like, oh, I wonder who she's oh, talking look. to. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, look, hope for That's her. That's like the first yeah. time we yeah. saw Thanos in the Avengers. Oh. I was like, what's that purple dude? <laughs> and everyone else is like, that's Thanos. So I'm like, I don't read your fucking comic books. Look at his nutsack <laughs> chin. That's yeah. Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, look Someone at that. Someone drew a fork over. <laughs> That's Charlie. But <laughs> I, I <laughs> but, but that's a, that's a very interesting comparison though. I didn't even think yeah. of. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like I think the the Astrid storyline. Like if you know that this is a book, which I only did because I've talked to you. Otherwise, I didn't know this was based on a book. I knew nothing about this franchise. Um, but knowing that it's based on a book, I can look at the Astrid stuff in the movie and go like, oh, this is for sequels. I get that. But at the same time, kind of to what Gabriel's saying, but it still doesn't add anything to this movie. So yeah. if we just want to think about it like as a movie on its own, we have this very random's the wrong word, but like kind of random, very serious, very sad story inside of this very happy one that they don't really intermix that much. Like one doesn't really affect the other as much as I thought it I should. This might have been really cool as a TV show because you have all these yeah. different relationships, yeah. all these different characters that you could have explored more fully had you drawn it out to a. You know, yeah, I mean, I but guess that's where we come up against the the racist nature of TV and everything. Where so if this was a TV show, it wouldn't sell. Yeah. I don't think. Well, you have the fresh off the boat. I mean, there's yeah, that's kind of stirring conscious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think also, like, I think HBO could have done it because yeah. they've got this habit of taking 
shows that were shitty when white people were in them and making yeah. them good by adding people of color, like yeah. like ballers and insecure. Uh, so I think this could have been like, you know how like The Sopranos is about like a shitty white family. This yeah. could have been like Asian Sopranos. But that also, I mean, they that- they do have Succession going on right now, so they're not going to do Succession and this. The Asian be, Succession. Yeah, Asian yeah. Succession. The succession and Succession yeah. for Asians. <laughs> Yeah, I don't see that. Some days, some days, I just wish we were more honest <laughs> about that. Everyone would be like happier or madder if yeah. we were just honest about all this. And it's 2019. People are just mad all the time. Yeah. Um, but what else? Okay, so if we're just going for the comedy and the asteroid storyline, was there something specific about this movie that just wasn't just like the filmmaking in general? Is there something in this movie that really Oh, yeah. I'm not rooting for the couple. I'm not invested. Okay. I do agree I'm, with you there. I'm not invested in them. I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, like, they're both beautiful people oh, yes no no denying that i liked how often we got to see him shirtless yeah and and actually guy. and actually the filmmakers said that in interviews that they actually made a point to kind of like put that gaze in into kind of like celebrating uplifting asian male sexuality and what which is not something you see a lot in in western cinema and whatnot so like they went out of their ways to yeah, i to think feature that. asian men are the least often chosen in on tinder. tinder yeah 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 uh, but I'm not rooting for the couple. Like, I'm not really sure what she sees in him. This, again, besides the superficial, like, she's like, every time something's going wrong, he's like, oh, don't worry, it'll be okay. Like, like the dead fish, oh, like, they left, they left a dead fish on my bed. Oh, is that all? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. That is that, like his attitude toward her being like, yes, everyone was mean to me and they put a dead fish in my bed. And he's like, oh, that's no big deal. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, that's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And then later on, when after, after he, he does, he's not going to be with her because of his mommy, um, when he like offers her the ring, he's just, he, he's like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. And she won't talk to him for like days and days. And then finally he talks to her and he's like, so anyway, I'm glad we're talking. Let's get married. And it's like, what? No, no. <laughs> you know, just breeze past everything that like, he thinks everything, he's very much a rich boy. He's so privileged. He thinks yeah. everything's going to be fine. He thinks uh, like, I don't get what's the big deal. Everything's fine all the time. Let's just throw money at it. You it's know? like, it's well, like that joke that Christopher Titus has is like when your when your friend shows up at your place crying, I'm never going back to him. You're not going back to him. I'm never going back to him. Next week they're getting married. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if maybe, that's what the, having this be just a movie then I guess based off there's books and all that does the disservice because we're not we don't get enough time with them to like them or root for them nearly as much Nick it's still uh, really vacant in the books mm. it's oh. it's very like, much a movie a, a story about women and all the men get like totally interesting yeah that yeah, was my other than being rich and handsome I don't quite get what's special about him he's like I mean he's also like a professor and stuff in the oh. books and he's really like he's, uh, did they ever say that no, his job no. Yeah. no I have a comment on that he likes yeah. to play basketball at the Y that's like the most detail we ever got no about he's him. like really really smart he is a professor at NYU with her and like oh. that's how what, they a, what a weird thing to admit I know yeah, yeah. they could have just shown them and then that would have given us more personality and more of their relationship yeah. if they'd showed them interacting on campus but they straight up treat the men in this storyline like they treat women in a That's lot of true. men's stories interesting which yeah I, interesting. it still doesn't work like it's still just infuriating right and it's yeah. like i did love when astrid godfathered michael at the end though where she just leaves him in a doorway and shuts it and it was like mm, you godfathered him and it made me so happy but uh but yeah no that's honestly the biggest problem with the books too is like astrid and michael's relationship is so much more interesting um Kitty Pong, the one that gets caught like sleeping with the guy from Silicon Valley at the wedding. Yeah, oh, the right. actress. She becomes like a main character. Oh. And her story is super interesting. But like 
yeah, Rachel and Rachel and Nick, they're just like so everything is fine. Oh, well, she goes on the bachelorette party. It's like, hey, babe, maybe I should let you know ahead of time that my ex-girlfriend yeah. is going to be <laughs> yeah. with you over the weekend. And, and again, she's like, a real bitch. Yeah. In the book, she drops a bomb that she had a he had a threesome with her and another girl that was there. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> again, you admit that? Was, uh... Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, well, OK. And they're so cool about it. Like, like, well, you didn't tell me you were rich. You didn't tell me that, you know, I hung out with your ex-girlfriend this weekend. And you're so placé about, you know, the dead fish in my room. Like. I'm, I'm I'm having a hard time. So so here's where I'll push back a little bit because I, I can see every point that you're making and I don't think that you're wrong. Like I don't think like the, the admitting that he was rich, the admitting, like, all this stuff totally makes sense I think in a different movie. Like I, I kind of appreciate that this movie kind of went, yeah, that's all really serious stuff. We want to be fun. And it's but, like we could get into the weeds and all this like if we wanted to and we could be that movie and it would be a good movie or we can just have fun over here and just kind of go like, yeah, those are problems. But then but let's... when she found the dead fish, it wasn't fun. Yeah, I think. But the then movie... she buried it. They even yeah. used it as like a joke. Like, I buried it. It's yeah. like, why wouldn't you just throw that thing in the trash? It's a ripped up dead fish. Who cares? But it wasn't shot. It wasn't played for fun. laughs. I realize I said I like yeah. this movie and now I'm arguing against well, it. It's Well, I just wish it's shades of like, it's It's a... It's a great movie yeah, to watch, yeah. but it's like I don't think when I, you break it down, it doesn't necessarily hold yeah. up. I don't think the movie is is calling 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 itself on its BS sometimes. Oh no, it doesn't. And, ever. That, and that's my yeah. problems with like like those are some of those are very dark elements. I, I admit, yeah. you know, but they can be played for. We've seen plenty of dark comedies where they play dark situations for laughs. And not that I can think of the top of my head right now, but like have fun with it. But at least like address it. Like at least acknowledge like. Hey, this is a really messed up situation. Like, yeah. like okay, one thing they could have done was was what if instead of just having that conversation? Oh, I'm not looking in the microphone. Um, one of the things they could have done is if if they were been having that conversation, they were having it on a couch. Which, by the way, for writers is the most boring possible. Uh, I mean, in that of course that may not be the writers. That might have been just also the location, but putting two people on a couch to have exposition or, or an emotional conversation is just a really boring choice. Um, but you could have had them eating dinner and uh, she gets, he orders her fish, you know, or something. And she's just like, Oh, I don't want, the, you know, and then all of yeah. a sudden you have something more like something motivated and something more interesting happening. It's interesting that you mentioned that the books had a lot more food element into it. Cause apart from that scene where the friends are eating in the beginning, Food barely factors into the rest of it, other than like the dumplings. The dumplings. Yeah, the dumplings are and the part. To what you were saying about the couch, have them eating and, and more food. Like maybe that's, yeah, maybe that would have helped I think a little bit more. Some of it was budgetary constraints. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Like sixty million dollars, and they had to make every party, everything look like several yeah. million. Yeah, yeah. Dollars. But, but like I had until you mentioned, it, I had no idea that food was an important part of this yeah. series. Well, there were a lot of scenes of food in this. Movie. There were a lot of yeah. scenes, but it seemed like it made me hungry. Just, yeah. Well, food and Asian culture, you know, yeah. like everything revolves around food and Asian culture. Yeah. But like, yeah. It's not racist. My wife is Korean, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but it is very interesting that it was like, it wasn't the first obvious, like, oh, this is going to be about food or food's going to play a part in it until like the dumpling scene. I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to weave food thematically into the movie. Well, well that's like, the well, thing. Uh, it doesn't play a part in it. It's just that they are constantly describing what everyone's like. Uh, yeah. Reading a book is such a different experience because you get the rich descriptions yeah. and everything. And it's that's, I think, where... Well, I think that's what Brian was saying about yeah. ad adapting it. It's like you could just... They're eating. They're at, a, they're at a restaurant eating food. Or you could adapt what they're going for, the rich language you talking about food. Like, do that visually. 
Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, totally off the off the beaten path. Like Hannibal does that, and it's just about like there's so much food element in there that it's... if the cinematography had been like it was in Hannibal, and all the clothes and cars and stuff were shot like you wanted to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This would have been a perfect movie. probably yeah. like I would have just been like this is my new porn probably that in the sequel like, yeah. that seems like a good segue from talking about food but also we cannot get by without talking about the costumes yeah uh, the clothing in this movie is fabulous it everyone is. looks gorgeous do you that know? montage scene I would have worn like all of those dresses yes. My favorite thing, too, is most of the jewelry they couldn't afford to rent. Michelle Yeoh was married to a Hong Kong billionaire, divorced him, and has basically lived the life of a crazy rich Asian. She loaned them her personal collection. That yeah, ring. The, the green ring. ring, yeah. The yeah. ring is I hers. Mean, yeah, all of it's hers. Oh, Almost all of, all of it. Yeah, anything oh. she wore was hers. Ooh. Like, oh, wow. this woman is, like, Michelle Yeoh is not fucking around. She's amazing. Michelle <laughs> yeah. Yeoh. That's not. That's not by the Oscars. Yeah, she's like <laughs> yeah. a goddamn goddess. And I'm so, so excited about this. her getting her spinoff of Discovery. I will watch every second of it. Yeah. She's like a legit crazy rich Asian. And then Chris Aquino, the woman at the end that's like the princess that like is sitting by herself. Oh, okay. Um, she is also kind of a like, weird scene. That's clearly a sequel bit. No, or, that's no? just what happens. Like oh. there's this woman who is like not cool, but she's like a. Yeah. No, I just wish Singaporeans she don't seem like to come her. out of nowhere and then go away. Yeah. And it was, and it like, was definitely oh. like a cameo appearance. She is like the biggest celebrity in the Philippines. Like, mm. Mm. loaded has the most dramatic life she is like royalty and so i think it was like a cameo to kind of get her in there and because you'll notice like there's like random cutaways to her face through the wedding and it's just like oh okay well just like uh, didn't you say the the grandma is a huge star in china oh yeah yeah the 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 ama yeah she she's a big yeah she's like the like Meryl Streep level of like celebrity in in Asia. Uh, Chewie immediately recognized her. Oh like, yeah. The second she came out, she's like, I know her from like a billion movies. Yeah. It's like yeah. Um, I'm trying to think like like what the I'm trying to think of a good place to move to from this because we haven't really talked. We keep talking kind of about the characters, but we don't really talk about Rachel specifically. And the movie is really Rachel's story. Um, and it's Constance Wu who played her, right? Yes. I think she did a really good job. Like, I, I really like Constance Wu, and I, I think she's, she seems like a very, like, kind of outspoken and positive person, and when she gets good roles like this, I think that's exciting. Um, but I just don't think the movie gave her much to do. And yeah, that could be kind of what you're... funnier than what? That's fair. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a, a fair. funny lady. Bok, bok, bitch. More of that, please. Yeah. yeah. Could it just be her? Like, her and Aquafina played off yeah. of one another yeah. so well. They had the most chemistry of anybody in the movie. If this had been, like, a, a, a bromance, because there's no real term for women, which there should be, um, movie between the two of them instead, if the movie had focused on them more instead of the, the, the romance, actually it might have been more awesome. I don't know. I want to see more of them. Yeah, because the the two of them together were hysterical, yeah. and they were like you could tell that they were friends. And then the scenes between her and Michelle Yeoh were also fantastic. Electric, the the, yeah. yeah. The rest of the movie though, she didn't really have any, like I, I don't know the guy who played uh, Nick's name, but I thought he did a good Henry job. Henry Golding. Yeah, yeah, I thought he does a good job, but I didn't see the chemistry between the two of them. I don't I, think they... I would watch a movie of Michelle Yeoh, Aquafina, and Constance Wu just going shopping. And yeah, the like, whole movie because the three of them are so good that everyone else has to try to match them, which is tough. Yeah, and I, I just I wish that Constance had as much to do as Michelle and Aquafina because those two were able to steal every scene they were in. And that's only because they didn't give her anything to do. Because she's very good. And she could own this movie. But when they give her a character like this, there's not really much she can do. Like, she can act the hell out of it. And she'll still be the most forgettable person in the movie. And you see that immediately with the um, scene at the... um, I'm drawing a blank. Near the end, when she confronts Michelle Yeoh. Like, yeah. 
that that scene was I was at the edge of my seat. That was great. Oh, those, those two ladies are <laughs> sitting there like <laughs> like she's like oh they don't speak they don't understand what we're saying so it's sort of like but they're just like la da da but they had to have been wondering what the fuck is going on between yeah. these two bitches. Yeah, but like they, these they, two people seem angry. Just keep playing mahjong. <laughs> we're gonna be okay. That scene is really good, but honestly, I I like the scene on the stairs between the two of them mm. more. Oh yeah, especially like. I love it when you can see blocking in a movie. Like I, I love it when it's like, oh, this was intentional and it works. Well, like, she like pushes that her down the stairs. Yes. <laughs> well, what like, was great about oh, that, that scene it. is you thought at the beginning of the scene, you thought she was going to be like, you know what? I've come to accept you. Oh, and you broke the it, ice. And Good for you. And the turn was just so vicious. <laughs> it's like that meme that's going around on Reddit where it was like, they had us in the first half. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, oh. That's like, uh, I was watching this with Chewie, who was deathly tired and just did not want to stay awake. And she was just telling me what happens. So she went to the bathroom to go brush her teeth and she said, come back and go to bed. And that scene happened while she was out of the room. And I paused it and rewound it. I'm like, you got to see this. Michelle, Wo- Michelle Yao should have been up for an Academy Award for this scene alone. I agree. Yeah. And like she, that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. And as much as I would have loved a scene where I could have a laugh out loud remembrance, I can still have this scene. I might not ever go back to the movie. But I loved that scene. I mean, Mich- if Michelle Yeoh said that to me, I would just be destroyed for the rest of my life. I would not be capable I was destroyed of when I watched it. <laughs> it I felt hurt. I was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Personally hurt. I wish I understood Mahjong because Same. in reading some... Well, yeah. no, because there's like a whole conversation happening on yeah. and in the And she pulls tile. up that tile and looks at it and there's an yeah. insert and you're like, this is clearly a very important tile. I have no idea what it means. That symbol they used in the decor throughout mm. the movie, I yeah. think it has something to do with mothers or whatever. Uh. Like... One of my favorite celebrity bloggers is this Canadian Chinese woman named Elaine Louie, and she has been writing about this movie like crazy. And she's like, the Mahjong scene was so cool. Here's what happened. And I forgot to pull up the article because she like explained the conversation they were having, but it was basically just like, like Rachel sacrificed this important tile and still managed to win because she like trumped her it was really cool mm. i don't know like but watching, i don't understand I like watching that that one lady tried to take that towel and michelle yo was like fuck you bitch <laughs> <laughs> hand, it was just like poosh, like that little hand it was such a mean little gesture yeah. like oh. but it's one of those things where like that woman sitting next to her knows who she is yeah oh like, yeah she clearly is like, oh i need that piece never mind and i don't need it i'm good speaking <laughs> of mysterious old ladies though on the plane uh, Rachel's mom is there and then there's the engagement thing which by the way he only f- did that because his mom gave him permission but uh, which bothers me but um but anyway, like during the engagement thing, when he's like, he shows her the ring and the lady behind her says, she says, yes, it's who the fuck is that lady? Because she's clearly with Rachel's mom and we have never seen her before. In oh, this she's movie. not. She was just a random lady that but was she's yelling at her. Oh, yeah. She was just excited for her. Okay, that was, that was weird. All right. I thought that lady was like with them. And I was like, where the fuck did she come from? No, she's just a nosy old lady. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Once I saw her behind uh, her, I was like, okay. This is gonna. You're gonna be really happy for him okay. too. Like. I just thought because she was hugging Rachel's mom, so I just know there was just a random stranger hug because her daughter just got engaged in public on an airplane. Okay. Yeah. My moment that was kind of like that was during the montage, like the dress trying on montage. About halfway through, I was like, totally forgot Ken Jong was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just all around. I'm like, who the hell is this annoying guy? Then he turns, you actually see his face. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh forgot he was in this movie. <laughs> and he's really creepy. As yep. is that kid. Oh my god that's the other thing the kid is when she and her mom are laying on the bed talking and they turn up and that like fucking creepy kid is there yeah, they and they're like laugh at they PT. laugh that <laughs> is not a laughing moment 
I was that very was confu- a very weird oh, like directorial he took choice. A fucking picture of and then he and then he slides out of the frame. He doesn't just walk yeah. out of the frame. He slides. And they're like, oh, isn't he delightful? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I've only been here a little. And it's, <laughs> it's like Will said. He goes, that was like a cutaway from Fifty Shades. That it was so <laughs> stupid. The horror movie, the serial killer movie aspect. That kid is clearly a serial killer. Yeah, she can be yours now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 Fucking PT, uh, What have we missed? Like I know uh, that. Stuff I want to point missed. one thing out. Yeah. Uh, the music choices. What was interesting to me, just one detail, is that almost all the music in this movie was uh, was um, pop songs that had been translated into, I'm assuming Chinese. Um, yeah, specifically and, Cantonese. Okay. Yeah. Except one when she was oh, yeah. uh, when she was walking down the aisle. They did. I can't help falling in love with you in English, and I was that was. I thought that was a really weird choice since every single other cover in the movie was was not in English. This one was. I th- the difference is diegetic versus non-diegetic. Like when it, whenever it was. Fancy ooh, yeah. Part of that but, is also because all the songs were in Cantonese, which is what they speak in Singapore when they're rich. But Araminta is from mainland China, I believe, in the books, and her family would have spoke Mandarin. So you solve that by doing things in English. Yeah. Also, Amma speaks uh, Mandarin. Yeah. Yes. Because whenever, she, like, I had subtitles. Whenever they say, whenever she says something, it says in Mandarin. Yeah. So it's not in Cantonese. Because that's all Rachel knows. Yeah. And mm. Amma is from mainland China, and her story becomes really important later on in the books. Oh, uh, interesting. Oh, what wow. were you saying but, about so diet, from, dianetics? Uh, diegetic versus non-diegetic. Okay. Uh, it, it's just it's um it's is the I, sound. I'm an editor, and I can never remember those terms. By the way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I always just go uh oh, needle drop or, or source like yeah. diegetic and non-diegetic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's is it being played in the world of the movie or is it being played for the audience? Okay. Um, so if it's diegetic, that means that everyone in the movie can hear it. Oh. So the one time that we have English words or when the people in the movie can hear it, which see, makes sense see. with the, the two different languages. But when it's for just us, it's always in Cantonese. Which I thought was like, the movie is like the, the people who made the movie were smart about it. Like there's so much like good things at work. I just kind of get disappointed that like I feel like they kind of missed a little bit on story elements when they're yeah. more slave to the book, which is again fine, and that's kind of what you expect from these sorts of things. But I feel like John Chu was an interesting choice for it too because he's yeah. such a workaday, like a journeyman director. Yeah, he's not an auteur, I guess. And Although his concert films are great. Yeah, but I think that's the thing. They just wanted... They went for the bombast instead of the artsy. Yeah. It was very non-pretentious, and I think that was to reach a wider audience. I, I, yeah, totally. And I, I, I don't, don't think he... I think he did a really good job. Oh, yeah. I, I just... I think I... If he comes back for the sequel, I'd be surprised. Oh, no. He's back. Oh, is he? I, I, see, I figured they'd try to find somebody else. After yeah. they found out how much of a global moneymaker this thing can be. Nah, dude, because he also made a $60 million movie look like it was $120 million. Yeah. You don't... You don't turn your back on someone. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood turns their back on everyone. That's, <laughs> although, let's let's give credit to the fucking art department. Oh, oh that's who did yeah. the bulk of the that's, work here. Yeah. yeah, you know, and the they and costumes. S- yeah, like, the people who the the shoppers for this movie did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also sure just, Chewie were here. She'd have a lot of opinions. Also, just the sheer amount of negotiation they did with like the Singapore and government mm. and tourist boards and stuff to be able to use oh, yeah. Singapore. It like. It was really cool. Yeah. Especially as like a Western film. Like that's the majority of the movie was shot there. Like that's, yeah. that's impressive. What's interesting though is the second book takes place mostly in mainland China and like mm. not Hong Kong, but like mainland China. Sure, yeah. 
And it didn't do well in China because it is a story for Asian Americans, not yeah. for the Chinese. Exactly. And they think yeah. that like flaunting wealth and stuff is super fucking tacky. Right. So they don't know if they'll be able to shoot in mainland China. Not only not only that, but actually China has so many rules. When whenever uh, outside productions come into China, they have to navigate their censorship, which is always the goalpost is always moving. Yeah. So like in the Karate Kid, for example, uh, in the Chinese version, they like edit it to it actually looks like Will Smith's kid. I forget his name right now. It's actually the one taunting the Chinese kids that are picking on him. Like, they just... I want to see that version so much I more. know, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm actually very curious to see if they do the sequel. If they're... Well, clearly they're going to want to reach the Chinese audience because that's, you know... It's it, the second biggest market exactly. in the film, yeah. So it's just just on that aspect, the sequel is going to be very interesting to, to watch and follow, see if they make it happen, if they shoot it in China, in or outside of China. And then, like that in itself, I'm very curious to see how it plays out. I don't know if the sequel will even get a release in China, though, mm. because the first this one, one did, did not so do well. poorly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I know we've, yeah. Like, our, we play so well in China at Illumination. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm weirdly, <laughs> like... We spend a lot of time negotiating I, with China. Well, a, that's uh, most movies right now. A lot of American films do really well in China. But they're also moving away from, they want Chinese money back in China. So yeah, they're course. allowing fewer and fewer films a year. One of the good things about this movie is that it introduced the American audiences to a lot of Asian actors who are attractive and talented and um, and made them into movie stars. So, Because that's the big excuse. Whenever you write a screenplay with a, a lead who's Asian, people will be like, oh, well, there's just no one who's big enough to play this character. And that's always the excuse that we've been given. Well, now here's a whole movie full of them. Yeah. Take your pick. They've all been in a movie that made a bazillion dollars and and all of them qualify as movie stars. So shut the fuck up and cast Asian people. Yeah. I mean, it, there wasn't a single person in this movie. I'm like, well, they didn't deserve to be yeah. there. Like, they all did a great job. Like, What's the entire crazy cast is was this phenomenal. was Henry Golding's first movie. Yeah. Oh, really? He's only yeah. ever been a TV presenter. Yeah. Um, he, he'd never acted before. Really? He did a really good job. And what's dope is he's also married to a woman who is an Asian-British actress, and she's like, her star is on the rise because she was so beautiful and just kept showing up on red carpets with it. Oh, wow. So it was like, they were like, ooh, who's this hottie with this hottie? And then, <laughs> and but this is his first movie. Like, That's amazing. It's his first movie. And then Paul Feig cast him to be Blake Lively's love interest in that movie with Anna Kendrick this summer. A Simple Plan. Yeah. A Simple oh. Favor. A Simple Favor. Oh, that was wow. a good movie. He was good in it. But like, it's crazy because this was his first movie and now he's like... I hope I see him all the time. He did a really he's good very job. Very good looking. Yeah, he's a good looking guy, and he did <laughs> yeah. a good job. Like he, he wasn't the strongest actor in the movie. Which now knowing that it's a sure, first but makes like sense, Charlie but... Hunnam has a career and has never convinced me of anything other than he's got a nice ass. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. like give Henry Golding a chance to do the same. My my best will always be Jai Courtney. He can't act. Oh my god. He full on can't Whoa, act. Oh no! Wait a minute, Spartacus. I've never watched Spartacus. Okay. He's so. also watch really Spartacus. funny in the Wet Hot American Summer TV He's show. He's very fun, and he was very he's funny in, uh, in Spartacus. He was okay in Suicide He's maybe, probably the second best you know actor in Suicide Squad. Maybe but, yeah. he just yeah. shouldn't. <laughs> I, I would say maybe he just shouldn't be playing Americans. It could be he's yeah, American is bad, be because when but he plays an Australian, he's great. Sure, but either way, like if that guy can have a career, I guess this guy should have a career. Was he an Australian in Spartacus? I mean, he did his accent. Did he do his accent? No, I don't know. But either way, it's great in Spartacus. That's all. And I will die on that hill. <laughs> I still haven't watched Spartacus. Okay, I'm not to. sure. It's if very I bloody. Know. For I someone like, who avoids it. gore as much as I do, Spartacus had a lot of it. I don't avoid gore, but I, I just, that show just never grabbed me either. I don't know why. It's very homoerotic. 
Yeah, I could, I'm fine with all that. Yeah. I all watched right. Oz. There's a lot of dudes in That's Oz. That's true. <laughs> Is That's that homoerotic or just that happens Homo to horrifying. be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to be into what's happening. No. <laughs> there is some like glam shots, but they're few and far between and usually followed by horrible things. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I don't know. All of Oz is just horrible. Very good show, though. Uh, I think at that point, we're we're officially ready for quotes. Quotes, quotes, quotes. Somehow Oz got into Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> that makes sense. And when I go back to edit this one, I'll figure out how the hell that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Mine is an Aquafina quote, because of course it is. Um, it's when she figures out that uh, Rachel is going to be going to the Young's house and not just to her boyfriend Nick's house. And she's looking at the dress that she's wearing. And she needs to change her. And she says, tonight you need to not look like Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> you know, little crab guy. <laughs> it was the, you know, little crab guy that got me. I might as also Aquafina when I love the, 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 the fake ceremony of when she pulls up in the car to the house. And he's just like, you have to stay for dinner. And she's like, no, I can't. Please stay for dinner. No, I don't want to impose. Stay for dinner. Okay, fuck it. No, wait, what's, what's, what's that the line? That line is amazing. Uh, it's a great delivery. The, the that is actually like, the funniest Fuck, moment. I'm coming to dinner. <laughs> because she has been impatiently like running through the motions and yeah. so is he. It's like this like dance they have to do. Yeah. She knows she's coming. He knows she's coming but they still have to like, she still has to deny it three yeah. times and then she's so eager. It's, fuck it, I'm coming to dinner. In her, her high fashion jammies oh my and her God, six inch yeah. heels. <laughs> That, that also that globe as you pointed out as Gabriel pointed out when we were watching it that the little the bag that she uses that has the the uh, the map on it that that's how she points oh, out yeah. where all the families are from that that's was a, such a really it's a great cool. gag just yeah. putting the map on a bag it's like it's so <laughs> works great for carrot top oh, oh. <laughs> and we got him in there too wow <laughs> I got Oz and carrot top in this I feel pretty good that'll be great for SEO. <laughs> Can I again? Yes. All right. So mine is when Oliver introduces himself and says he's the rainbow-colored sheep of the family. They never explicitly mention his sexuality in the books. And it's like, it's written, obviously, but it was nice yeah. that they just like went out and said it here. It was like, <laughs> yeah, cool. I always forget that actor's name. That guy's awesome. He's, he's great. Awesome. Yeah. I told Truvis she should have asked him to be on the show today. And she's like, I will never ask him. Does she know him? He's on Superstore. Oh, I didn't know. Why won't she ask him? Because <laughs> she's in the art department. Take be... one for the team, too. That's what I was like. Yeah, just go ask him. I don't he think she like understands nice how much I love him. Yeah. <laughs> just play that clip right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my quote is... Um, Ken, I think from Ken Jeong, uh, let me get this straight. You both went to the same school, yet someone came back with a degree that's useful. And the other one came back as Asian Ellen. <laughs> Although he had just said that he majored in thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> you see Fullerton? <laughs> yeah, like, not even like one of the top tier UCs. Like, no offense to anyone that went to Fullerton. No, no, yeah. That, that happened, all those happened in such succession that, yeah. <laughs> Mine is, I'm so Asian, I'm an economic, economics professor with lactose intolerance. <laughs> I, I like that line ironically. The, the audio does not capture Gabriel's face. No. That was amazing. <laughs> as, as, we were, as we were watching it, Every time there was a scene with like really obvious exposition, he would just look over at me and be like, this is really great writing. <laughs> so subtle. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very subtle. Thank you, Mr. Exposition. Yeah. 
<laughs> you really like Nolan movies, don't you? Uh, that we'll save that for another podcast. No, you don't want to have that argument. We ooh, no, that's gonna be a bad car ride. You'd agree with me, possibly. There'd be one. <laughs> one. I'm not a big fan. I didn't know what? that. How dare oh, you? How yeah. dare I everyone? We agreed on How Nolan? dare everyone? Yeah. I, I am. Know. How about I'm, that? I'm, I'm so pretty happy. much middle. Yeah, I know you're a middle. I'm usually slightly on the. I mean, I love the Prestige. Middle. I think the Prestige is his best film. It's oh, my disagree. least Why, favorite. No, I don't like this turning into a Nolan bashing session. <laughs> we got Nolan in this one too. <laughs> <laughs> All inclusive. <laughs> Any other? Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> Doctor Who. Doctor, there we go. I think we've got pretty much every nerd reference. Okay. Black Panther's up for an Academy Award. There we go. <laughs> Checkers. Many, many Academy Awards. Well, we Checkers. forgot Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Oh, wait, we'll get there for plugs. Yeah, plugs, yeah, we get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pl- well, Has everybody no, gotten their no quote? Oh, we're done with quotes? We're, we're done with quotes. quotes. Okay, yeah. let's move into the review system. Uh, <laughs> fish out of water movies. It's so much harder that we can't get to fucking internet. I the know. Little Mermaid. Oh. A literal oh. fish out of water <laughs> and a bland but attractive male love interest. <laughs> Some dope-ass women fighting over him. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, mostly because it's another girl who's in a fish out of water situation, and they went crazy on the style and kind of uh, on the story. Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> Along those lines, God. Oh, I already hate myself. Um, John Carter of Mars. Okay. Wow. <laughs> because... You and Taylor Kitsch, man. <laughs> Yeah. Why? You show up for Taylor. I yeah. do? Yes. Yeah, oh. you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. I didn't think I did. She um, does. She does. Yeah. She I does. called out by Gabriel. Wait, yeah. I didn't even like Friday Night Lights. Okay, so. What do you think of Battleship? Yeah. Oh, dude, you beat me to it. You beat me to it. Battleship is so good, though. It is so good. Thank you. I like Battleship. A legless man boxes an alien. Right? <laughs> yeah, Chewie's not here. Chewie hates Battleship. Okay. Chewie's um, She's still mad at me for making her watch that. Um, yeah, because all right, it's not it's not a great movie, but it's an entertaining movie. Sure. And he does have to. There is a love interest, and he does have to impress her family in order to win the girl. Yep, that works. Okay, I did it. All right, I'm gonna do uh, Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser. Oh boy! Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. yeah uh, you know that is not Brendan Fraser's only fish out of water movie. No, either. it's not. But he loves being a fish out of water. Yeah, but you know, uh, as with as with like man, George, George of the, of the Jungle. Jungle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but as with like this one, I'm still the kind mummy? of middling no. on the no. movie. Like my reaction to both is Mommy kind of like the though. same at the end. Is like okay, I enjoyed it. I talked over everything because she mentioned mummy movies. I get really excited about oh. movies. I'm assuming you did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I'll recap. Uh, I enjoyed both equally. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, who has it gone? I Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Oh, that, that actually works, yeah. So that implies that you like the movie. I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I misunderstood the rules then. Review System is a movie that you would equate quality. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> I don't understand it because I feel like Crazy Rich Asians is maybe better than John Carter of Mars. But you can stick with it in the Spider Verse if you want to give a super yeah, you high can, praise. You can. But yeah, we implied that you really liked it. We, we, no, we, no, no. I did not like Crazy Rich. I just want to go on record. <laughs> just want to go on record for my when I become a successful person and people are listening are through, through all podcasts and seeing who did I threw shade at. 
so the Twitter can come after me. <laughs> I just want to go on record saying I did not like Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> Don't at me. What? You got it. That, but you got it. You still got to pick a movie. Nah, uh-huh. this is. Fun. Oh wait, wait. Oh, Solo. Solo. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. that's a great choice. Okay. Yeah, I walked out of that movie. I, 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 <laughs> I, I finished it on Netflix like a week or two ago. <laughs> and you found out you didn't miss much. No. Yeah. I mean, people no. talk shit about Pirates of the Caribbean having like five different third acts, but like Solo. Whole movie's a third act. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's he, it. Right? He does walk out of movies. Yeah, pre- I can't frequently. do it. Yeah. I can't Half do of it. them. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I wish I could. I've only walked out of one movie in my entire life, and that was Frailty, and that's because my friend was high on shrooms and was ruining the movie. So oh. I, had to I was leave. Gonna say, that's I, a great ass movie. Though. I like that's the movie. I love Bill Paxton. Oh if I ever say that I walked out of a movie, it was because he made me. Ah. Yeah. My buddy Graham used to have a girlfriend who did that, and he was always annoyed, and it's like, well, then don't leave. It's like, but she wants to. All right. Well then. Yeah. That's, if you that's ask you me get? to stay, I will let you. Okay. I feel like there was a movie. You will let her ask you to stay? There's still a chance I'll say no. Let's go. <laughs> Request denied, Vito. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving. Not staying for this piece of shit. Uh, so that's it for today. I think it's time for a round of pluggity plug plugs. Uh, listen to Venture Bros. Venture Bros. <laughs> podcast every Monday. We are just about done with season three. We're on to disc two for those of you following along with DVDs or Blu-rays. Um, and it has been a blast. And we're finally through the desert of season three, which is a two-episode stretch of just garbage. Good, um, good. And now we're starting up. We're actually recording tomorrow with one of my favorite openings of any episode in season three, which is Tears of the Sea Cow. So listen to that episode. It is already out, I believe. No, it comes out on Monday. So listen to that one on Monday. I'm very excited about it. Uh, that's it for me, though. Uh, I've got a... Podcast coming out soon, uh, trademark, uh, <laughs> called Demon Days. It's a tabletop role-playing RPG show, actual play podcast. And uh, yeah, it's about the fiends and the friends at the table who play them. I'm going to be in it. Yep, and Sam's going to be in it. Wait, why am I not in it? I'm in it. What the fuck? Because you like Battleship. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Wait, I also like Battleship. Sorry, I had also to like Battleship. Yeah. That hurts. <laughs> I don't believe what I said. I'm so. only an announcer in it, so. Yeah. You can still be in it. There's we'll got to deal with this argument later. There's still time. Yeah. There's still time. There's still time. There's Sam, what about you? So I have a podcast called Samwise <laughs> in which I answer every question people throw at me using the Lord of the Rings extended editions and their special features. Um, if you would like to ask me a question, you can call me at 608-561-2755 or email sam.wise.ath at gmail.com. I've also got uh, The Grinch is coming out on Blu-ray on February 5th, and I produced the special features. It's so good. The movie's good. The, movie. the special features are good. There is an Easter egg in which I managed to work my dog's name into it. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out on Blu-ray. If you have 4K or um, HD Blu-ray, it is one of the best and most drastic differences between Blu-ray and 4K that um, Deluxe has ever put out. They're really proud of it. So if, you, if you're if you fancy and have that system, check it out. Chewie will not let me buy a 4K TV, so I don't have one. I'm okay with this. Will and I are... We have a 4K <laughs> child. We do have a 4K child. Will and I are regretting not having like a proper wedding reception because we wanted the money to buy a yeah. 4K TV. TV will last longer. Oh, no. Then the wedding, re- the memory, then the okay. memory of the wedding reception. Like I was gonna say, did you say you're married? Yeah. <laughs> then the the memory of the wedding reception. It, having a girlfriend helps keep the marriage alive. There you oh. Go. Um, <laughs>
Oh, we can cut that if you don't want it. Not at all. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that part in for sure. Yeah. Uh, Emily, plugs? Uh, I still sew stuff. Um, although I'm... <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a, a site that's like, does Emily still sew stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. No. Yes. Um, I'm going to be on set. Th- I'm, I'm going to be in the, the next episode, but then I'm going to be on set for a whole month, so I don't know how much sewing I'm going to be doing. But but I do, if you still want a, a 13 Doctor Code. I'm also about to come out with a clothing line um, now that the shutdown's over, and I'm going to be getting some checks um, for reasons. Um, but uh, I'm also going to be having a podcast out soon um that is going to be called a dog's podcast and we are going to be talking about movies from the perspective of the the dog the canine secondary characters um and uh will jupiter ascending be included is jupiter ascending got a dog in it i love dogs Chan Tatum is a dog oh he is he's a dog i did not finish that movie you didn't miss much okay but he's not a supporting character you said it has to be a supporting character yeah it's not not the main character okay um uh so we're gonna start uh i'm gonna actually recording for the first episode tomorrow with my friend and former roommate brian scully uh, and we are going to be talking about Best in Show. So that'll be our first Ooh, episode. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, somebody <laughs> picked one. And, uh, <laughs> and then I don't know where we're going from there, but that's where we're getting started. So look for that to drop as soon as it is ready. Perfect. Gabriel, anything to plug? Oh my God, you guys are making me feel really unproductive. Uh, <laughs> you you can the trailer at the beginning. You yeah. guys can look forward to my guest appearance on Emily's podcast on the episode about Back to the Future. Oh, there you go. Whenever that is. <laughs> We will do it when it happens. When it happens, <laughs> yes. I showed I showed up here, so I'm not all talk. <laughs> uh, okay, so then that brings today's episode to a close. Uh, be sure to turn in next week when we talk about the Nun. It is a movie, and I am excited to talk about it. <laughs> as excited as I am to talk about it, as I am to never watch it again. So there's a short preview for you. Thank you very much for listening, and bye. 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 bye.